I'll be browsing Amazon Prime movies and see Velocipaster <laughs> and screenshot on my phone and say, dude, we got to watch this together. Will you watch this? with? I'm, I'm, I want to watch it right now, but I'll wait until we can stay up late in your basement and watch it together. So we got to do that. So that's tonight's entertainment. Welcome to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a Bible verse, Colossians 1:17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in All Things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations, they are an invitation. Because as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, Digital media operates from a distance, and that is not what's best for us, with God, or with one another. So, thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Hello, I am Pastor Lance O'Donnell, and... With me is Pastor Jason Schachman. And your special guest, would you please introduce him briefly? Briefly. Uh, my best friend in the world, Mark Treadray. Good yeah. evening, gentlemen. Welcome. Happy to be here. And we're, I am super excited. So we're we going to talk today can tell. about Christian friendship. And I have, been, I have been eager to do this since, Mark, pretty much the first time I met you, when you you must have come, you, well, I first met you when you came for for Jason's installation. For installation here. just about a year ago, yeah. So these these two, and I, we could we could probably spend an hour and a half telling stories of how you met, and I but I think you should do that briefly. But the minute I met you, these two have been friends since college, and they've maintained this relationship for a long time, and I love seeing it, and so I've been eager to talk to both of you. For a while, so Mark, I'm going to ask you tell tell me tell us how briefly how you met Jason. Well, that's that's a really interesting thing. And thinking about this and how we're going to get into this conversation, um, either depending on your perspective, this is either going to be a really boring story, or a, which is a great way to begin a podcast. Thank you, or a fantastic unfolding of of God's plan for. So this is going to be a fantastic unfolding of God's right. plan. Right. That's we'll hope for that. Anyway, because and I say that because there is no interesting uh, sort of landmark event where we became friends. Uh, I compare it to my childhood friends growing up on the block. Right, we had just moved to this new neighborhood. Uh, I had no, I didn't know anybody living in this huge apartment building. I'm over at this lady's house who I was being babysat by, uh, looking out the kitchen window, bored because there's no other kids to play with. And here's two kids that look to be my age riding bikes up and down the alley and uh, asked if I can go out to play with them. Walked over. We started riding bikes. Uh, their names were Keith and Sean. And you know, I was seven years old and that was it. Every day, Keith and Sean and I, they were twins. Uh, their birthdays you know, were two weeks away from mine. We were the same age. We went to different schools, but we lived across the alley from each other. And so every day, the old, you get home from school, pick up the phone, can you go out? Sure, let's go. And bam, we, you know, didn't matter what we were doing. We'd climb trees. We'd go to the beach. We were living right by Lake Michigan. We'd play ball. We'd shoot hoops. We'd play video games. We'd watch TV. So we'd it just happened. Over, yeah. It's, and, it's, and that's what happened with Jason. Well, by the a, way, for, for me and us, he's Pastor Shockman. And when 
but it's not because you two are best friends. We're yeah. going to be on first name basis yeah. here today, yeah. all of us, if you don't mind. Yeah, works for me. There is no event like that, though. And you, we said we became friends in college. Well, we were never roommates. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. we weren't the same class. I get the feeling that was probably a good thing. We we didn't. Well. I don't know that we ever took a class together. No, we didn't start at the same time. We no. didn't graduate at the same time. We didn't study the same thing. No, we didn't live in the same dorm. No, we worked for the same security department, but we never and had a scheduled shift together. But there is, there is the alley. So yeah, before, in, your, before, in your analogy, right about about uh, yeah. Sean and and Keith, Keith, right? There's there's the alley. There's the kids riding bikes, and yeah, I think I'd like to go hang out with them. We worked security, both of us. Um, Mark was uh, far, you know, he'd been on the security the security de- department for a while. I came in, uh, was trained as a dispatcher. This was at Joliet, right? No, no, oh. this was at Concordia University in River Forest. Oh. Close. Which is still in River Forest, even though now they call it Concordia University, Chicago. I'm not bitter, maybe a little. Um, and and so I came in and just trained as a dispatcher, and Mark was uh, a uh, c- corporal at that point. Something like that. Student supervisor, right. student manager. And so um, I Mark was part of how I got trained on the job. Uh, he was one of the patrol officers that worked when I was dispatching. So that that was kind of the beginning of our connection. Um, this so, is reminding and, me of one of the passages that I had marked for you two. Yeah. First um, Corinthians 15, verse 33. Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so, so we, we intersected, uh, occasionally here, you know, work occasional shift together. We did, we would stay on campus over the summer, Jason more so than me, because I had a, a summer job at a scout camp. Uh, so I'd be around for a couple of weeks right after classes ended. Um, and we'd work like crazy cause and, there was nobody else there. Right. So it's a skeleton crew. So you're kind of forced together in that way. And so similar to, so let, so you, you met by happenstance, let, 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 if we can, because we'll come back to some of the fr- sure. frivolity. You guys have been friends now for how many years? Well, since uh, I'd say around 1998, 90, 97, 96, 97, whenever you started at Concordia. And yeah. we're recording in June of 2022. Yes, 25 years. So 25 yeah. years. It's a quarter century. And that's that's wow. a big one. And one of the one of the reasons that I'm I am particularly interested in talking to you guys is I didn't do a good job of maintaining my college friendships. There's a, there's a, you know, really one guy that I've, I've kept up with now and then over the years. That's it. But, but, but that's it. Yeah. The, the, but I, but this I, but one I guy, haven't. this one guy is the one guy that for 25 years I've kept up with. No, you did. But here's, but this is the thing. The one guy I've kept up with, we talk once a year, maybe. Sure. And occasionally I've seen, I've seen him, but you guys spend new years together every year, except when Jason, you have COVID. Uh, um, so, I mean, you guys, your families, so you're together and I'm, I'm, I'm a strong Christian friendships are a big deal, right? You, you guys have this, this bond that was formed in college and that happens for a lot of us, but there's a, my sense is there's this, there's a much deeper thing there 
right? I don't want to spoil the ending or, or, or no, let's go skip to the straight to the end, but, um, you know, so, so Jason and I, it's again, this is not an every night, your your typical college scenario. Every night we're studying together, we're sharing pizza together. This is, you know, once a month, once a quarter, I bump into the laundry room. I, I, I do have one specific memory, you know, we're, we both happen to be doing laundry and he's telling me about this girl he just met and he's thinking he'd like to date, but feeling she's a little bit out of her, his league. She wears fancy designer clothes. He comes from not a lot of money. Um, she's really nervous about this relationship, but uh, little knowing that she worked at a discount department store, um, as a manager, right. And, and got discounts. Um, you know, that was Colette, um, uh, who he's now been married to for 22 years. By the way, happy anniversary as we were Thanks. recording on the eve of your 22nd wedding anniversary. Thanks, oh, your man. anniversary is tomorrow. It is. Um, Wonderful. Um, but then I, I quickly graduated and moved off campus. Um, I happened to move to a place not far from Colette's folks. They lived in Mount Prospect, Illinois. I was living in Northbrook. Um, it was convenient for Jason then to go hang out with his girlfriend and fiance and then needing a place to crash. Can't sleep at your girlfriend's house. You're not married. Um, so he, he'd come and hang out with me. And so there's another place where we got to hang out and, and bond a little bit, staying up late, watching, watching direct TV. Swapping manly stories. And in the morning he'd make one. No, and not in the morning. Even while I, I was working for a police department, I'd leave at 11 o'clock at night and go off to my work. And, yeah. and in the morning you'd come home and I'd and, be gone. And you'd be gone because you had class. Yeah. Um, but then I got married and he was in my wedding because I didn't have a lot of friends. So you, you need four friends to be in your wedding. So <laughs> it was Jason and my college roommate and a couple of guys from camp. And that's where that went. Um, Jason had lots of friends, so I didn't get to be one of his groomsmen. No, I, you sang at my I wedding. I just sang. I was just there to be you the, got, no, the you, talent. No, you got you to You were do just the, the wedding singer. You got okay. to you got to do some of the most important stuff, dude. You and then to Jason and Clark soundtrack graduate and take these calls to Minneapolis, well, to Wyzetta, Minnesota, in yeah. the Twin Cities area, uh, which is where my wife happened to be where my wife was from. Um, so we would see, we would go up to Minnesota frequently to see my wife's folks and my family, my sister-in-law, my and nephew. Us. And then, yeah, we'd usually squeeze in a quick visit with them, you know, so it's, it's two or three times a year. Uh, finally, Chrissy and I move up to Minnesota and we're really excited. Like, oh, we get to live near the Shockmans finally. Well, then Jason decided he wanted to go to the seminary. So he moves to St. Louis. So we're, we're here in the cities and, and Jason's down in St. Louis. And, and, and it's like, we kept like two ships passing in the night, which is why I say like there was never a sustained period of that friendship growing. It's very much, uh, this is very much God at work, uh, over time. And you can, yeah, you can see it. And there were, it, it, you say you only see your friend once a year, talk to your friend once a year. I mean, I haven't literally haven't seen Jason for a year since you're here for my installation. And and we don't 11 months ago, not, yeah calling him every week or talking to him. I'll send him a text message or if I know him and they're going to be in the car for an hour, I'll maybe give him a call, see if he's around, but you've actually kept him very busy here. Uh, we have. So, um, uh, yeah. And yet, you know, I, I hope I'm not sharing too much. You know, we were up until two in the morning yesterday, last playing, night, this playing morning, board games, playing board games, uh, having a beverage, not catching up, just being, yeah, I didn't feel like I needed to hear the whole story of the last 11 months of your ministry. Well, and this is part of the, for me, this is part of the joy of our friendship is um, we never, I, I never feel like we have to play catch up. We can just be. 
right? And so anytime we do get a chance to hang out, it's not even like we're picking up where we left off. We just are. And it and it's in that moment, in that time, if something's bugging me, I'll tell him. If something's bugging him, he'll tell me. Uh, Mark will stumble across some big, deep theological thing and and unload it on me and when and then we'll talk about it for two hours. Or or I'll be I'll be browsing Amazon Prime movies and see Velocipaster <laughs> and screenshot on my phone and say, dude, we gotta watch this together. Will you watch this with I'm, I'm I wanna watch it right now, but I'll wait until we can stay up late in your basement and watch it together. So we gotta do that. So that's tonight's entertainment. Velocipaster after the no family, idea what it's after about. the family goes to bed. You guys are so dumb. We are. <laughs> You're just figuring that out now. Jelly over here. Oh yeah, a little bit. So most it's been mostly mostly marked this. Way. So why why yeah. is this friendship important to you, Jason? Oh goodness, uh, I think be, because um, I can just be right. Uh, I, I've I've since we met, I've been in training or in the in the process of being a, a church worker whether it was a DCE or a pastor. You need to explain for our listeners what that is. So a director of a DCE is a director of Christian education, which in sense means I, I worked for the church. I wasn't a pastor. I wasn't a school teacher, um, but my focus was teaching the faith. Uh, and particularly mine was teaching the faith to kids. Sure. Right. Um, which meant I threw a lot of pizza and I ate a lot of, um, you know, crazy things that the kids asked me to try. Um, you, he, and then we'd talk about Jesus. He's, he's being, he's being over the top because he's really an absolutely fantastic catechist. That is teacher of the faith. And you don't, you never just threw pizza at people. No, I didn't. You didn't. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to talk about youth so ministry another time. The, the thing I think, um, it, what, so for me, what's very important is with Mark, I never have to try. I never have to put on airs. I never have to be concerned that uh, he's going to be offended because I said something a certain way or because I, I, I struggle with something in particular. He knows me. He knows my faults. He know, he's known me since before I was a church worker. And so Mark is the guy that, to be honest, I have a hard time keeping the pastor hat on when Mark is around. And for the listeners, you know, you all, you're listening to a Christian podcast. Presumably you all have pastors. Uh, this is a really difficult thing for your pastor is to have a friend. Uh, your pastor, I, I promise you, your pastor has difficulty having a friend in the congregation because of that pastor uh, congregation relationship. Uh, and so it's, I have learned and come to value like that role of being kind of the release valve uh for Jason and I have a couple other pastor friends that I, I at least I'm aware of it, try to do that with. I love my pastor at my church and my, and the pastor at my school, but I understand that we have a different relationship because they're my pastor. The last thing I would ever want is to come be a member at St. Paul's Economowoc and be, taint that spoil specifically that. because, right. right because right. Jason's or wherever Jason was serving as a pastor, I would never want to do that. So when your congregation became vacant and needed pastors for a call list, there's not a snowball's chance in anywhere warm that my name was going to be added to your congregation's call list not by with, you. Not with me on that screen. Correct. Correct. Yeah. 
And that, nor would I want that. So you value, Jason, you value the friendship with Mark because in, in, in him, you can just, with him, you can just be, I can just be, be, yeah. And be, and so what is it, Mark, what is it for you in your friendship with Jason? Um, it's, it's, uh, without, without getting to, you know, psychiatrist couch here again, uh, I, I briefly joked, I, I don't have a lot of friends. Um, I, I guess I have trust issues. I don't know. Uh, you know, Jason, everybody likes Jason. Have you ever met anyone who doesn't like Jason? Yes, I, I have. No, there, there is nobody who meets Jason and goes, gosh, I really don't like that guy. People love to hang around Jason. He's just a magnetic guy. Um, so he's, he's fun to hang around with. We do have a lot of similar interests. Uh, you know, we love to sing. Uh, we love music. We're into theater. Uh, we, we I, don't I, mind the stick and ball sports. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I we, remember a lot of nights walking around campus singing Harry Connick Jr. Absolutely. Um, to nobody, right? No, not singing to, not, not to each other because that would be weird. <laughs> walking around in the dark singing, uh, singing, uh, uh, Cruder love and love exactly. Uh, is that heavenly? Is that what yeah. it is? Right. The man in the moon is smiling. Right. <laughs> We're not. There's copyright things. We can't just. Yeah, sing oh, that. that's right. Songs. <laughs> and I'm in podcast, charge of that too. So Ooh. you gotta be careful. I think yeah. we're okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, he laughed at my jokes. I don't know what else there is to say. Uh, again, that I set you up to tell good. Maybe jokes. there's no earthly reason or easy way to explain how we became friends, but. Here we are. Definitely tw- through 25 years, you can see the Holy Spirit at work. I, his family has tr- certainly been a tremendous blessing for my family. Um, you know, he's helped raise my kids. Um, when my daughter, Lord willing, uh, comes to meet a young Christian man and starts to consider entering that vocation of marriage, you know, I want to make sure that Jason gets to talk to the guy, you know, that kind of a thing, right? I'm, he asked me to be his, uh, his, his oldest daughter's godfather. So I, you know, it's, uh, it's not just Jason and I either. And I I think you should probably do a follow-up episode with our wives, right? Because, (laughs) uh, as much as, you know, Jason and I are friends, right? Colette and Chrissy are, are right now back at the house and yeah, they're wrangling kids and they're feeding kids and they're doing all these things, but you know, they have a, have a tremendous Christian friendship relationship as well. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a part of what has kept our friendship is our wives like each other and your wife doesn't mind me so much. And my wife thinks you're pretty awesome because you put up with me. So amongst other things, I I get, I get the sense. I hope Claude listens to this. I get the sense a lot of the time that she just kind of rolls her eyes when, (laughs) when when I walk in the door, like, Oh, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) No. I, I love you, Colette. You're my favorite. Yeah. She, er, thanks. Oh, sorry. Uh, Proverbs awkward. 17, 17. A friend loves at all times. A brother is born for adversity. Mm-hmm. So, Jason, how has, how has that passage, how, how is this friendship reflected, as it were, in that passage? Well, there's a uh, just a mountain of of times where I have said, whether I'm frustrated at work or struggling in in communication 
whether it's with my kids or with my wife, that um, that I have just called Mark and so, and just said, dude, what am I missing? Talk me down. And then unloaded, right? And Mark, by God's grace, just says, well, you're being an idiot. <laughs> when it's appropriate, which it often is. Right. Cause, but not always. Right. Or Mark, Mark is able to be with me in that adversity and then help me think differently. Right. Um, so when I struggle again, I know I don't have to be able to be seen in a certain way. Sure. So there, there is, there is not a lot of filter that goes on when Mark and I are talking about something. And once Jason got over the fact that I was never going to become a pastor, uh, he stopped trying to talk me into going to the seminary. True. You know, our relationship, I think, deepened there too. So uh, I'm not ignorant of, of spiritual and, and doctrinal and theological issues. For, for what it's worth, friends, Mark is a Lutheran school teacher. <laughs> and obviously I went to Concordia River Forest. I know what's up. Um, so, but we're, I'm able to relate and, and have conversations with him on, on a level that maybe a lot of lay people would not, but. Um. And in the same breath, um, Mark, Mark will deny this. Uh, Mark is super intelligent. I picked like, that up by the way, by his sense of humor. I mean, he's wicked smart, right? He, he, he might not cope cop to that, but I can have like theologically academic conversations with Mark and he swings. Sure. And that's a great part of, you know, how we became friends in the first place, right? It's yeah. a lot of late nights and sitting up and staring into the fire and, and thinking what, what exactly is God doing here and how does this all work and, and what does this all mean? And, and then by the end of the conversation going, Oh yeah, wait, God is always doing more than one thing at a time. Who are we to try to figure this out? And, and being able to rest comfortably in that, that's it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So, Mark, let me return to that passage again. This is Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17. A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. How has that played out from your perspective in your friendship? I mean, Jason is definitely a guy that I, you know, when, uh, when the storms come uh, or you need someone in your foxhole, you know, he's always the one, gosh, I wish he was there. And there have been plenty of times like in the last 12 months uh, where, you know, you, you're in the car, you're driving home from that, that meeting or that phone call or that day at school. Um, and, uh, you know, he doesn't answer and it's frustrating. It's challenging. Gosh, wish, I wish of all times, I wish now the, the, that, that conversation had been able to happen. Um, and it's, you know, six hours of driving is a, is a long way away. It would be, I can't imagine, you know, one of us living on the West Coast and East Coast. And cool. It'd be rough. We've both said, you know, the Chagrins uh, had their little bout of COVID at New Year's. And of, of all the things for me personally, since March of 2020, uh, when this pandemic kind of really kicked into gear here in the United States, all the things I've missed out on and lost that time together with them at New Year's that we've been doing now for 15, 16, 18, going on 20 years. That was, that was the thing that hurt the most. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's, a, that's a very significant thing. 
I mean, with all the with all the garbage you dealt with with with, with COVID school and in the city learning. of Minneapolis, for and sure, all the stuff that your community in downtown Minneapolis dealt with, this is a that's an enormous thing. The 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 thing that was in some respects most personally impactful for you was was the in terms of struggle that you struggled was that because your friend had COVID, you couldn't go see your friend when you usually did. And I certainly don't want to make light of any of those other things that you're, yeah, and you're that's, referencing. And, that, and, that's, and that's a good point. Um, you know, I lost my mom, you know, going on a decade ago. Uh, I lost my brother, uh, my eight years younger brother, uh, a handful of years ago. Um, you know, both of both of our families, you know, children have had struggles. Uh, my daughter's a sophomore at Mayor Lutheran High School in Mayor, Minnesota. Go Crusaders. Shameless plug. <laughs> um, uh, and that's been, you know, just that, that season of transition, uh, your kids growing up, um, you know, being able to go through that together, you know, bounce those kinds of fatherhood and, and husband and wife things off each other, uh, you know, <laughs> that, uh, that, that year, you know, that year 2000, 2001, when we were getting married, you know, it's that one of those things you're graduating from college, all your friends are getting married. So we have, you know, a handful of couples that all got married around the same time. And guess what? Not all of them are still married. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and that's, that was, I know for both of us, I think there were, there were, there were a few couples like, wow, this could happen to us. This is real. And that started a... Because uh, yeah, one of those couples was the last one, the last couple that any of us expected and to that, not make it. And that started a check-in, right? Just calling, hey, how's your marriage? Yeah. Um, to which we still do. And that's... So there's a there's like an accountability thing, but also, uh, again, a foxhole buddy uh, kind of aspect to it. Just recognizing that need in myself. Uh, a little bit of empathy. I, getting the idea that... Jason might have this need too. And Hey, how are you dealing with this? How are you handling this? Well, and maybe the idea that, cause you, you vocalized this before when it was just us, but <clears throat> maybe the idea that, Hey, Jason probably needs this too. And there probably aren't a lot of people in his life that are going to call him on it. Yep. Right. Cause he's pastor. So he's supposed to have all this stuff figured out, but Mark's the guy that calls me and says, that knows that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good place for us to take a little bit of a break. Sure. And we'll come we'll come back after our break with part two of this interview on Christian friendship. For show notes and other information about this or other episodes of Christ in All Things, visit Christinallthings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at Christinallthings.org. To support Christ in All Things, click the donate page at either ChristinAllThings.org or SPLCO.org. In thanks for a one-time gift of $100 or more, you receive a pair of nerdy blue light blocking glasses with the Christ in All Things logo on them. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. Patrons who subscribe for a monthly gift of $20 or more will have early access to the show and receive some on-air clapping. As well as a pair of Wisconsin-made Christ in All Things hiking socks. Gifts of $1,000 or more will receive thunderous on-air clapping. (laughs) And a word of thanks 
plus a handmade leather Christ in All Things folio by the Murdy Creative Company. For a gift of $10,000 or more, we will go bleeping bananas. Do a happy dance and take the show on the road to your home or wherever it is you'd like to fly us to record with you. All post-production surplus supports youth ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org, email us at info at splco.org, or call us at 262-567-5001. Intro, outro music, setting by Joseph Hurl, copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House, used with permission.